We are back with another episode of From the Rafter. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, March 24th. Uh, and the Celtics are good. I mean, uh, uh, the, the good Celtics have officially outweighed the bad Celtics in terms of games played. Um, and the bad Celtics were a 500 team. And in the grand scheme of the NBA, that's like it, it's bad for the Celtics, but it's an average team. And when you combine that with the ridiculous, like above expectation Celtics, that's been the second half of the year. They're one and a half games out of first place, tied with the Milwaukee Bucks and the 76ers, I believe, who are all one and a half games out. Actually, I think they're tied for third. Milwaukee's one game back. No, um, no, no, no. It's 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 all three. Milwaukee, by the time people are listening to this, so it's Thursday afternoon, Milwaukee will play Washington tonight. And you're right. they are heavy favorites. So by the time you listen to this, they very well could be Probably, above yeah. or below. You know, you never know. Maybe that man. True. Porzingis uh, pours in a bunch of points tonight, right? Battle you never of know. the Europeans, him and Giannis. But regardless, Celtics have a serious shot at first place, second place, third place in the Eastern Conference, which if you had told me in February or in January, I would have laughed at you, and I'm sure Sam would have laughed at you as well. Um, it's kind of crazy the turnaround yeah. they've gone on. That's not news to anybody. Me saying that isn't like some, you know, a, a, releva- a revelation, sorry. Um it, it's just like, I don't even know what to say anymore. I was telling Sam before the show, like, I don't even know what to talk about today because they've just been that dominant. Like, it, it's tough to find topics. And obviously, we have some stuff, like, it, it planned to talk about later. But, like, they're so good that it's tough for me to find things to, like, discuss because they're they're just dominating teams. It's not close. They just took down the Jazz with the best offense in the NBA. They, they've won their last five games by something like a combined 20 points or uh, – 20 points a game they just took down the nuggets they took down the warriors they dominated both of those teams and they sprinkled in wins over the thunder and kings in there too took care of business i don't like they're just the best team in the nba right now yeah and for those listening that don't do their own show it is very difficult to do shows when they do well because when they're bad (laughs) you know we can just say we don't even need to have anything you know planned out we just come in and say ah we're angry we're angry we're angry this guy sucks this that guy sucks this is the problem this is the problem now they're winning and it's great i mean and that's really there's not so much to say about it it's fantastic and there's really not a lot more they can do right now than just keep smashing teams and that's what they're doing i mean if you really want to get into it it seems like they're getting even better like they were they have been great since you know mid-january but really, like, okay, they were great that month. They won a bunch of games. Then they only lost once or twice in February. And now they've only lost once in March. But the wins are getting more dominant. Like you said, they're dominating these teams. And by that, we mean, like, they're not even letting these games get close after it's they not blow close. them open. And they're they're good teams. Like, the Jets yeah. are a really good yeah. team. No, no, no. They're, they're – like – Earlier this year, you know, we would do these shows or the pregames, and I, you know, Jack was more optimistic than I was at first, just because I love to get optimistic about this team. And early in the season, you know, they started slow, and then they went like eight and three or something. And I was like, all right, they figured it out. And then they hadn't. And I was like, I'm not going to be fooled again. So I kept saying, okay, yeah, you're beating these teams, pass an exam. There was a stretch where they played well, and then they dropped a game to Charlotte who at the time was above them, I think, in the standings. So I was like, all right, you got to beat these teams that are above you in the standings. Okay, now they're just smashing everybody. Like, even, like, Golden State Curry went down. So that is the little caveat to that win. Sacramento well, bombs. they but were dominating before They Curry were uh, out ahead of that game before Curry went down. The only thing that kind of makes it uh, different to me is that I mean, the Warriors did kind of battle back in that game, and they didn't sure. have Curry. So he could have helped their charge back. But sure. besides that, okay, Denver, they go in there, they blow them out. It really doesn't get close Stop. again. OKC, they blow them out for the most of the time, but then they start screwing around because it's OKC. Utah. Utah, it, they went up 10 early, and I don't know if it ever got back to single digits. Like in the first quarter, in the first six minutes, before they missed a shot, they were up 10. And – Typically, when a team is shooting like that and they don't miss, there is always that shell shock when they come back down to earth. And they, it's not so much that they're, even if they go from shooting 100 to shooting just 50%, they 
fall off. The other team typically will come back and make it a game. That didn't happen against Utah. They yeah. dominated that game. Grant Williams comes in, gets three fouls. Tice comes right in and balls out. I Dominate. mean, the Celtics he, he have saw his the... block, right? His block. Oh, against, yeah. Who was it? I watched Clarkson? the whole game yesterday. So sick. So sick. Scal with a nice Seinfeld reference. Uh, very well done by Scal. Not something we say a what lot. What was but, it? Uh, Did I miss it? No soup for you. The soup Nazi. Ah, uh, yes. German. Yes. Uh, I appreciate that. But he was really great. He got a standing ovation, which I enjoyed from the fans. I, I love when the fans give uh, props to the players. I, I don't think you get that everywhere. But it's like they recognize when you're doing a good job. Like, for example, at, uh, I went to the Mavericks game and there was a possession where Rob denied Luca the ball, the whole possession. And people were like pumped like they were like giving Love him it. like a hand like that was awesome. So, and, yeah. Ahead, Speaking Jeff. of Scow, I was just going to say Scow put it best. They're just embarrassing teams like that. Yeah. That's what it is. They're embarrassing the entire NBA right now. They dominated the Jazz. Like, when's the last time the Celtics had a close game? It was probably the Mavs, right? When they lost. Yeah, when they lost. Outside that, of that. That is like, no, let's not act like they haven't won close games during this stretch. You know, they beat Brooklyn. That was an awesome win, right? Um, so close. That was a great th- game. They have won close games since getting hot. Let's not act like they they can't do that. Like, that, that was one of the first things I remember being like, you know, like, I think it was Chicago they beat. In Chicago, they didn't even have – Everybody playing. They still had DeRozan, but like Caruso was out, obviously. Lonzo Levine was down. Was there was a bunch of guys without that were not playing. And I was like, yeah, but like that is a game they would never win. Like they they finished the game on an 8-0 run. That was something that was like a little bit of an eye-opener to me. I was like, oh boy, like, you know, that that's a real win. They, they beat Charlotte in a couple close games at the Garden. Or they won one close game at the Garden. They lost the other one. But the one they, the second one they won was close. Like they're, they have figured out how not to crap themselves in the fourth quarter. And the stats, uh, shout out Jack, will tell you that they, their net rating in the fourth quarter is what, like thirteen point two positive, Some, something sure. around there. It's like ridiculous. First in the NBA, I think, in the fourth quarter. Tatum uh, did, has. Got... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you finish. You finish. Tatum is like picked it up to another level. Uh, they. They just put Pritchard in there and he shoots a bunch of threes in the fourth quarter and they seem to all go in now. It's fantastic. I'm very happy for Pritchard just because uh, he really had a good season last season. People were impressed by him and he was kind of relegated to what he called a red shirt year behind Schroeder when he was here. And now he's got an opportunity. He's picked up right where he left off. And that's great to see. Yeah, the Celtics have only played five clutch games since the start of February. They're three and two in those games. I believe it's the Mavericks and probably the Pistons game. Yeah. Um, but other than that, three wins, I think that's Brooklyn, the other Pistons game maybe. And then I think the Hawks maybe was the Hawks within five at the end, close to the end there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Or the Nuggets. It might've been the other Nuggets game. Where they it saw it might've five. been the other Nuggets game. It was that. That was, but Regardless, that was very is what impressive. I'm saying. They haven't had to be in clutch games. Like I understand that's a very specific element of the game, but they they just haven't had to do that because they're dominating from the jump. And then the fourth quarter, their net rating is like 0.2, but that's only because half the quarter they're playing their bench warmers, right? Because they're not playing their that's real team. That's what their net the rating quarter. is is 0.2 in, in, in the fourth quarter. Since oh wait, that might be on the season. Let me look on the season. Their net rating is point two in the fourth quarter but that's just that's the whole season since the start when they crap themselves in the fourth quarter for exactly do you want do you want start of the new year or do you want since february those are the Uh, two since like uh january 6th since since the knicks thing since they lost january 6th okay i believe Uh, that was like a date that was thrown around since january 6th they have the fourth best fourth quarter net rating try the seventh i I don't know which day the knicks game was on yeah if you start after that it's probably the seventh since the seventh, it jumps to ten point three. Since then. there you so, go, yeah, you're right. yeah, that was the um, day. which is third best in the NBA. Uh, their defensive rating is third best in the NBA, and their offensive rating is seventh best in the NBA. That's the sneaky thing. We t- and I'll, I'll pivot here a little bit. We talk a lot about the Celtics defense and how it's been the catalyst, which it has. It's been phenomenal. It's the best in the NBA. Um, they're, they're the best defense in the league right now. Their offense during the stretch has been amazing. It's been oh, yeah. so good, and you can say, oh, that's just because Jason Tatum is popping off. Yes, correct. But the reason he's been able to do this is because not only has he adapted to be a better passer, 
the entire team gets Tatum in his spots to succeed, and then they do what they need to do when Tatum doesn't have the ball in his hands. Horford's making shots. Smart is making shots. Brown looked improved the past few games. He's getting to his spots when he needs to. Grant Williams is hitting shots. Grant Williams is cutting. Grant Williams is passing. Grant Williams is such an underrated focal point of this offense, even when he's not in the corner now. It's huge. Robert Williams can pass the ball. Derek Williams can drive and pass the ball. Every single player in the Celtics' seven-man rotation can pass eight-man rotation if you want to include Pritchard because he's making all shots. Every single player in that seven-man rotation can pass, can cut, can shoot outside of Rob, and can do everything on the offensive uh, side of the floor. Not only that, but it complements Tatum so well that the Celtics' offense has been phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, going back to Grant, he has used how well he shot the three this season to his advantage. Now he's taking advantage of how strictly the defense has to play him and he's getting himself to the basket he's driving closeouts this is things that we haven't seen him do on the Celtics yet like he's improving mid-season that's great Pritchard another guy mid-season improving and I mean he was great going into the season it was I just remember talking about it on the podcast before the season like in the preseason he he and Neesmith balled out like they were great obviously in the summer league Pritchard balled out we knew that they were capable. Neesmith has not shown it yet, but that is what it is. I mean, I still feel like he might be all right if he's given a consistent opportunity. Because, like, you can say the same thing for Pritchard. Before he was getting consistent minutes, he really wasn't doing much. But now yes. that he is, he's really picked it up. And he's become a reliable three-point shooter. He He's made, like, I think, 17 of his last 24 from what I saw on Twitter, like, he is knocked down. You can rely on him. He can create his own shot from three. And he really isn't even that much of a weak spot on defense. He's not elite or anything, but he grinds enough to where he's not getting picked on. He's not yes. going to be a chink in the armor for the defense. And besides him, there really is no weak spot. Everybody is firing it on all cylinders on defense, including Tatum who has picked up everything in the second half of the season. And he's a huge reason, not only that they're winning more games, but for that fourth quarter net rating, there was a lot of times early in the season that we were in these pods saying, what the hell's going on the fourth quarter? Why can't somebody figure it out and put the ball in the basket? Because it wasn't even really their defense that was killing them. Well, there were some like the Chicago game. They shot. Yeah. Like (laughs) almost perfect in the fourth quarter, but the Celtics couldn't buy a basket in the fourth quarter a lot of the times. Now they've figured it out. Going back to that Nets game, that is like win of the year. You beat a Nets team with Kevin Durant firing on all cylinders that day. They had Kyrie playing. Like they looked good. That's the team you're going to see in the playoffs if you know you draw them and you beat them. Not only did you beat them, you beat them in a close game and you made baskets down the stretch. You didn't just scrape by by getting lucky that they didn't score. You put that game away. The only game since then that you can really point to say, wow, they didn't execute in the fourth quarter was the Mavericks game, which they lost. But that was an all that was just an off day. It really was. And it was an anomaly. The Kevin Garnett day was that day. Obviously, everybody kind of around the team was kind of hopped up that day. Those guys probably had a little bit of nerves. I mean, and as much as it, as much as it was an off day, they only lost by three points. And an off day plus Luka Doncic on the other side of the floor. Like, I mean, that, that that's what it is. And obviously, that's not an excuse. Um, they're going to have to pick it up in the playoffs. But I, I take that with a grain of salt. That was a good team. Also, I apologize if I sound stuffy. My, I can't breathe out of my nose right now. I, I have allergies. It happens. It ha- you know what you got to do is Terrible. you you, uh, you put those vitamin C tablets I in your knew. waters. <laughs> no shot. I don't even drink them that much, really. I just kind of drink a lot of water, and I do all right. But I'm going to need to drink some more water. But uh, anyways, what else I was going to say, Celtics net rating in general since that January 7th game you were talking about is first in the NBA, and it's not close. They're, they're at 13.7 for a net rating. The Suns are second at 9.2, and after that, it drops down to the Timberwolves at 7.1. The Celtics are in first and have over double or almost double the net rating of the third best net rating. It's like they're dominating. They're the best offense by over four defensive rating points, and they're the fourth best offense in that time span behind only the Timberwolves, Suns, and Nuggets. They're the best team in basketball, 
and it's not close. And if you, yeah. again, if you had told me this a month ago, I would have thought you're crazy. Um, that them losing, we're yeah. not losing. They're they're three and two in clutch games, which they would have been zero and five in you know like November. Yeah, is the only thing, and and that's not their fault. They're not in a lot of clutch games. I mean, you can win a championship if you blow everybody out every night in the playoffs. Yes, it just typically can. doesn't happen that day, that way. I'm sure they'll be prepared when the time comes for that. But I mean, I mean, keep steamrolling teams. We don't care. We just sit here and watch. I lose five dollars just to ensure myself a good, and I'm so addicted to them winning now to where like you if stop they making the bet, I don't care. It's only five bucks. It's worth it if they lose. Like it's really worth it because the odds are so skewed now. Like if they lost yesterday, I would have made one hundred and twenty-five dollars <laughs> off of five. Um, and I'm so addicted to the winning now that I feel like I will be crushed with a loss. Yeah. I'm just addicted. It's like this is like a cross sport reference for those of you that will be... get it. Liverpool, ahead, they, they like never lose. They're competing for the title in the Premier League this year. They're like one point behind Manchester City. It's unreal. Brentford like they, they just don't lose. They they Brentford don't lose. Like these teams don't lose. Neither the Celtics. Like the I I get the same high that I get from watching Liverpool now, knowing they should win every single game that I do watching the Celtics. And that's not something I can say that we've really felt as fans in a very long time. Yeah. And it's it's better because it's it's a crushing loss when they lose but it's not an angry loss like you're just upset you're like damn they should have had it it's not like i'm not mad at them when they lose no anymore. i mean you can you can lose every once in a while now i mean i mean it, now under the circumstances where we can get into this in a minute yeah you're competing for the top seed which is a very real possibility now even though like it's probably less real than everybody thinks because it's not like it's just the Celtics that are one game or one and a half games behind Miami. Like it's three different teams. So not yes. only are you trying to yes. catch Miami, but you also have to be better than those other teams. Like there's a which lot is more that goes into it, which, which is, is very possible. possible. But you could realistically get the first seed. So now you're if your goal is that, which not every fan's goal may be that for you know the matchup reasons. But if it is, every loss is gonna hurt. You're like, damn. Like I was mad yesterday because um Brooklyn lost. But Charlotte and Atlanta both lost. Like those two teams missed a huge opportunity to get closer to the Nets because they lost. Not only did they lose, they lost to bum teams. Charlotte lost to the Knicks or the Pistons, and then Atlanta lost to the Knicks. Or it, it, those were the four teams involved. I promise you. Hornets got a big game coming up. Uh, they play the Nets. Week, they they play the Nets on Sunday, and they are going to get the absolute crap kicked out of them because. That is the first day where Kyrie's going to play there and they're going to have a big, you know, celebration. He'll probably get a standing ovation when he comes on. I mean, you name will, it, they're going to serenade that guy. I will say, though, I'd kind of rather the Nets stay at eight because if the Celtics are fighting for one, right, which they have a chance at, the Nets are probably going to beat the Raptors, I would argue, even if it's uh, in Toronto. I don't, I don't well, care. I I, th- I think if it's in Toronto, you have more of an uh, unknown. It, it's more yes. of a variable, which it will be in Toronto. Yes. However, however, big game tonight between the Cavs and the Raptors. Sam. Yes, yes, yes. So you, you if want they, if well, me personally, I want the Cavs to win. I do. I I want the Cavs out of the play in. Why? Because if the Celtics end up third, they play the Cavs. See, but I don't think the Celtics will end up there, and I think they'll end up one or two at this point. I'm so okay. I'm well. I'm very sad. sad even then, I don't think Cavs are going to be Brooklyn. <laughs> and I don't and either. We, if we the can Celtics get, get one into this. You know what I'm saying? Well, if the Celtics it, get one. It just depends. Cavs, you don't. You don't yeah. know. It's. I don't. I don't know where which, Brooklyn's going to be. This is and there's a lot of people out there that says we we shouldn't even care about this, and I'm not sure how much. The only reason I care about it is less that I don't think. The Celtics can beat Brooklyn. I just don't think you want to start off a playoff run in a grueling series and then play in a tough Eastern Conference where there's a lot of other good teams. But I will say I agree with the sentiment that just win. Like, don't Mm. like just win games. Yeah, I'm on that train now as well. Don't. And I don't think the Celtics are it have the mentality of, okay, let's drop this game so we can fall in seating. Cause based on the way they're playing, they're just blowing teams out. The they Celtics are win. playing golf right now. They're playing golf. They're, <laughs> and what I mean by that is they're just competing with themselves. They're, they they yeah. are going out every night and they are seeing how they can improve, how they can set a new course record. Like they want to, 
I'd imagine the goal every game is to hold the team that they play against to the least amount of points possible, which is why Pritchard was, you know, clamping up Jordan Clarkson up 25 with like no time left. And then seeing how many you can score. Like this has become yeah. a game inside the game to the Celtics. At least I feel like and it is a fan watching that has become the game to me. I'm like, all right. Like the OKC game, like, yeah, sure, they won, but they really didn't have it wasn't that great of a win, right? Like you should have held them to less than a hundred or whatever. Like in a week, I won't care, but like watching the game, you're like, oh, okay, like if I'm Ime Udoka, I have things to improve on, which is good. You always want them to improve. That's how you win. But they are playing golf, they are competing with themselves and seeing how they can improve every game. Yes, I agree with you. And like I said, and like what you're getting at, just just win games, right? Like mm. the higher seed you get, the better, especially considering the higher seed you get, the longer you get home court, right? And you're not going to get home court in the finals if it's the Suns. And this is obviously thinking way ahead here. But is it if though? it's anybody else, you have a chance to get home court. Like how far ba- are the Celtics that far back of the Grizzlies and the Warriors? Mm. Yeah, I guess they, they kind of are. They, they kind of are. But Regardless, does, if you're in the finals, though, it does it go by record? Or does it go by what yeah. seed you are? Unless you're the same the record. Seed? Does it, sure. Is it the record? I don't know. I would assume so. I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, if it's a one seed against a two seed, I don't know if they give it to the two seed. I don't know how it works. Regardless, like just win, just win basketball hmm. games. They've got what nine games left. They could eight. theoretically eight games left. Sorry, they could theoretically get up to what is it now? Fifty four and twenty eight if they win out. I would say they'll probably go like 52 and 30 if I just to be generous. I think they could win out, but just to be generous, just to be like, you know, I have started uh, pounding the Kool-Aid. They will be 54 and 28. I believe you. But if they're five and three and six and two, they've got some tough games up. Five like, and three would be tough. Just thinking about it, like I know, how I know. how like dominant they've been. And then I, know, if, I know if they all of a sudden go five and three, people are going to be like, I don't, I don't think they'll go five on, and three. Know? I I think the six and two. They, they're starting to lose games now. What's going on? You know, what, what I, should we think? We'll have, we'll have, we won't be yeah. sitting down to do a show next week and then be like, oh wow, we have nothing to talk about. That's for sure. That's I think happen. six and two or seven and one is a more realistic expectation. I think eight and zero oh is definitely in the cards. I think five and three is probably the worst case scenario, which is a pretty good worst case scenario. I will say, considering it is, but, but it's uh, not yeah. like it. It is in terms of. I mean, you'll still get however fifty win. What are they? Forty five wins now, so they would get fifty. Forty six. 46. 46. So they would get 51 wins with that, which is good. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic looking where they were. But knowing that they lose three games when they are in a race for seeding, that's the tough part. And it's funny if you pull up the standings, which I have frequently been doing, which makes just yeah. opening the apps more interesting every day because I care who's winning games that the Celtics aren't in, which is not something yep. that typically happens for me. <laughs> um, you'll see. You can the last 10 thing has become my favorite when looking yeah. at the standings because you can really see the progress they're making on these other teams. So over the last 10 games, the Celtics have gained three games on Miami. Over the last 10 games, they've gained three games on Philly. Over the last 10 games, they've only gained one spot on Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been rolling too. Yeah. Eight and two. Yep. So really right now it looks like they're competing with Milwaukee. And then the other teams have been garbage. They have been the like Bulls. Chicago three and seven, <laughs> Cleveland five and five, Toronto. The six Raptors and four, have been better, but Brooklyn six and four, Charlotte seven and three, Atlanta five and five. Yep. I mean, besides that, you're not seeing too much. Like the the last ten is my measuring stick to just how how well how much better they've been than other teams is is yeah. the best way to phrase it. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. It, it makes sense and. I, like I said, I think they have a real chance to move up to that one or two seed, but uh, I guess we'll see. I, I love that. I love I, – I have got on the Kool-Aid train there where I want the one seed. I like the idea of the Celtics being home court throughout the Easter Conference playoffs. I think the Garden's a good place for them to play, even though two of their three losses in the last two months have been there rather than the road. Yeah. Um, it's a good place for them to play. The atmosphere is great. Obviously, people in there right now are very excited about the team. It's a completely different environment than it was in December, October. That's for sure. You know. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's it's fun to watch again. They're 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 fun to watch again. This uh, is the most excited hyped. I have been about a Celtics team for a long period of time, probably since they were going to the finals. But 
like in in a bottle the most excited i've been since the the bubble is because yeah there, there was before the og shot i mean you really could have thought they were gonna win like they were just they were doing what they're doing right now, but to teams in playoff series. Like they were blowing, they blew out Philly like every game. They blew out Toronto both games of the first, uh, the second round, and then they they should have won Game Three, and then you know they would have probably easily moved on, but instead they got into a dogfight. Yeah. So yeah. just keep and just keep steamrolling teams. It's gonna. I'm it's, more. It's the excited it's about this team than the bubble team. Oh, me too. I'm more me too. I I think. And we can get into our expectations momentarily if you did not listen to the pregame. We gave you – well, if you listened to the pregame, we gave you a little preview yesterday of how we feel. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I am fully on the Kool-Aid. Like, I think I think they can win. I think they can win a title. And I think for me not to be disappointed at this point, they have to make the Eastern Conference Finals. There are caveats to that. We did kind of touch on that yesterday. There are circumstances where you, like, kind of throw your hands up and go, ah, whatever. Like, it's like they got unlucky or whatever. But realistically – the way this team is playing, they should be able to get themselves at the very least the Eastern Conference Finals, barring catastrophe matchups, and potentially go to the finals and win. I think they can win the finals. Yeah. I, I think they can legitimately win the NBA finals. And the, the caveat you're talking about, I mentioned on the pregame show the other day, like Sam said, say they get matchup, worst case scenario, and I'm talking the absolute worst case, they get one or two, they end up playing Brooklyn. Brooklyn fights them for seven games, which they probably will. If they play Brooklyn, it'll probably be a long series. And then game seven comes around and Kevin Durant just drops like a 50 bomb, doesn't miss, can't do anything. Like he just, he's on Mm. fire and he wins them the game. That's what Sam's saying. You throw your hands up like, well, shit, Brooklyn's that, that was ridiculous. Like that sucks. You'd be angry, but you wouldn't be angry at the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? You'd just be mad that that happened to them. Barring that second round is the bare minimum. Second round, I think, is the bare minimum. And once you get there, it starts to get a little more tricky because, in theory, you'd probably, you'd almost certainly have to face one of Milwaukee, Miami, or uh, Philadelphia, sorry, um, which I think the Celtics still could beat any of those teams in a seven game series. And that's where Sam's thing comes into play of, you know, bare minimum Eastern Conference finals because then you'd probably have to play one of those three teams again. Mm. Um, but for me, second round should be the expectation. First round, you, you need to win the first round series barring that one very niche thing. Yeah, like I you said, need to win. It, it, it's not just Kevin Durant. If it's like, actually, yeah, it is just, Kevin it Durant is just, there's no other circumstance where you should lose in the first round. The way the standings are set up right now, the amount of games yes. that people would have to drop to really move down to where the Celtics would play like a Milwaukee or a Philly in the first Unless round. Unless we're talking, the only other thing that I would consider somewhat acceptable is say DeMar DeRozan drops like 50 a game. Like just, no, and they play good defense no, and no, it couldn't no, no, happen. No, 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 it, no, it's no, very no, different no. than nope. KD, but like, and like I said, there's like a 2% chance, but say DeMar DeRozan just decides he's Michael Jordan. Celtics play great defense. That's the only other somewhat like close thing because you're not going to play a beat. You can, <laughs> Chicago is like not even being, first of all, Chicago is garbage against top teams. I know. We and talked the Celtics about this yesterday. The Celtics and shouldn't lose to Chicago, but they I'm shouldn't just saying, lose to Chicago. Would be, yeah, but then if we're saying shouldn't, it's unacceptable. I'm just saying there's no other player in the first round series that has the capability of winning their team's playoff games. DeRozan is the only other one that's borderline, and I don't think he can do it. Do you know what I'm saying though? Just with the way he's playing this season, he's the only if player. If you get beat in the playoffs by Demar Derozan right now, <laughs> not not three months ago, right now, it's unacceptable. I I know I understand. I'm just saying. I was just talking in terms of players that can win their team's playoff series as in the Raptors don't have that as in the Cavs don't have that as in the uh you know that that's it as in the, the Raptors and Cavs don't have level it. of teams do not have that yes exactly the lower but seeds I, and that. I don't think the Bulls have that either but I'm just saying DeRozan I would consider on the borderline just because of the season he's been having but yes, outside of Brooklyn, there's no team you should lose to in the first round. Right. Second round is where things start to get tricky because the Celtics could potentially lose to Miami, Milwaukee, or Philadelphia. I don't and think then, they're losing to Miami. I'm starting to I get know. even more confident on that after it's, yesterday. Yeah. And they, they, Miami. I mean, you can say what you want about yesterday. Teams get into arguments or whatever, but they lost to Golden State, who didn't have anyone playing, and then Mon. Was they lost Thursday. to Philly before they that. lost to Philly, who had no one playing for them except Maxi. So yep. those are two games where Miami dropped to teams that aren't even at full strength in with the playoffs approaching. And 
they got in a big public like argument. It took them a long time to get anyone to the podium after the game yesterday. Yep. Yep. I mean, you want to talk about dysfunction. Looks like we got some. They look like the early season Celtics. <laughs> they look like the 2019 Celtics. Yes. That's a, it's uh, a good and comparison. Again, There's a lot of players on the team that are very good. Jimmy, and, Kyle Lowry, Bam, uh, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. There are a, a lot of – one of the Morris twins still on the team, right? Markeith, yeah. Yes, he's on the team. Oladipo's on the team. They are a deep team with a lot of guys that have, throughout their careers, played larger roles than they currently have. Like, there is a lot to that where and they the, could implode. I will say it's a one-time incident. We haven't seen it this is. at all from the Heat yet, it so it could be nothing. And Spolstra, after the game, said, yeah, we just disagreed, blah, blah, blah. He said – he, he, he made a funny. joke. He was, like, he was very funny. That, they asked him about it. He was like, yeah, we were asking each other what we, where we wanted to go for dinner. We disagreed. And he was being sarcastic. But I don't know, man. Two bad – wow, voice crack. Holy shit. Two bad losses uh, for the Miami Heat in a row. They're dropping games. And they and it's not just the Celtics catching them. Like you said, it's the Sixers catching them. And it's the mm-hmm. Bucks catching them. They're, they're, they're in real danger of falling out of that one seed, which maybe they'd prefer so they don't have to play Brooklyn. But uh, – I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, Scary times another thing about Miami is I've said this time and time again, the Celtics in the one game that both teams were healthy, blew them out. That was at Miami. And then they blew them out the other game, but Miami didn't have anyone playing. Miami will be in town next Wednesday at the garden. We'll all get to see another look at that. And after that, I think we can all make more of a judgment. I'm hesitant to make judgment really off of one game, but it's what we have right now to look at. So, this season, they have had their way with Miami. Yes. They've also had their way with Milwaukee for the last two years, which I keep mm-hmm. saying. And outside of that one game, they played pretty well against Philadelphia, too. Uh, I'm just... See, but I keep saying that, too. Like, it's we, we don't know yet. It's we don't James know. Hart. They they have a different team now. They have a different way they do things. But, yes, uh, they are 2-2 two and two against the Sixers this year. One of the losses came with Cantor guarding Embiid for the entire game. And the Celtics had to choke that game for Philly to win. It was not yes. a real uh, game where it was back and forth. It was Celtics were up in the fourth quarter. Uh, Danny Green got an offensive rebound, which turned into a three, and then they couldn't score for the rest of the game. And then they lost, which doesn't yes. happen anymore. They, they are pretty good at scoring. And I'm not even sure any of these other teams, besides really Miami, are even that great defensively. Yeah, I don't even know how good Miami yeah. is, but I think Miami's top defense is typically their calling card. Miami is a top five defense, but um, Philly is not a defensive juggernaut. Milwaukee has fallen off this year defensively. Chicago is not. Lonzo Ball's been out, which hurts them. I mean, mm-hmm. Brooklyn is not really a defensive good. juggernaut. Cleveland's well, Jared Allen's out for them. It, they're still they're still up there, but yeah, um, yeah. The Celtics are the best defense in the East by far. Uh, the next best defensive teams are all at West: Phoenix, Golden State. Uh, Dallas, but yeah. and I, I truly feel like two things when you playoff series: it's good defense and it's superstars that will get you over the finish line. You see my TikTok because that's what I said in my TikTok. Did you say that? I did. No, I, I did here not. I'll play. I'll play it for you it, okay. verbatim. Hold up, I'll play it uh, for those listening. I'll promote it. I'm on TikTok now, making some content. Uh, Jack Simone NBA. Jack's you can horn himself there. out over there. Hey man, hey man, we've got views. We got 200k views on the first TikTok about Herb Jones. Uh, I wrote I, to win an NBA championship. Right, what do I? Let's turn our attention to the Boston top Celtics. three team in the NBA is the out. Great defense and star players. Yep. There you go. I said it, you're verbatim. absolutely right. Yep. I mean we're we're verbatim in agreement. And I, I listened the in the TikTok. I listened in the TikTok. Far and away the best defense in the league, and Tatum's playing out of his mind. Jalen Brown's again coming back. I mean, he's been great lately. You know, he had a hiccup there, but he's been great. Marcus Smart has been great. Rob Williams has been great. Al Horford has been great without having to do a lot statistically, but mm-hmm. he's blocking shots. He's making big shots, I think. You know, the bench, Grant, Pritchard, uh, Derek White. Derek White has found his footing a bit uh, over the last week after really struggling from deep. Made a couple yesterday against Utah. I mean, they have in Tice has been great. They have a very deep rotation, especially um, inside, which is good if you play in B because you're going to have to throw bodies at him. So 
you can trust Tice to play defense. You can trust Grant Williams to play defense. You can trust Al Horford to play defense. You can trust Rob to play defense. Those guys to different extents, of course. I mean, I don't want Tice yeah. trying his best the whole game, but if you have to put him in the game, it's not going to hurt you. It's not putting Cantor in the game. Exactly. And that's the key. And you look at the past three champions. The Bucks were a top 10 defense. They had Giannis. The Lakers were a top three defense. They had LeBron. The Raptors were a top five defense. They had Kawhi. It, it's a pattern, right? You see a clear pattern. Yep. Bad defenses don't win championships. You can win a championship with a bad offense. Lakers were like 16th in offense their championship season, but they had LeBron James and a good defense. And the Celtics aren't a great offense, but they're still climbing up towards the top 10 for the season, I believe. And they have the best defense in the league with a superstar player getting hot at the playoffs. Like, where are the Celtics in terms of offensive rating on the season? Because at the start of the year, they were bottom five, right? And now they're sitting at 11th. They're the 11th best offense in the NBA this season. Yeah, that's that's for the the whole season, and they were bad for the first half. And not only is that, but they have, what, the second biggest point differential per game? Or net rating for the whole season? Like, on the season? Phoenix? Their net rating on the season is second, yeah, to Phoenix. Yeah, and that's with them being garbage for the first half. It's crazy. And and to put that into perspective, for the first half of the season, from October 1st to December 31st, the Celtics offense was, let's see, where does it rank? Oh, shit, I didn't hit refresh. I was like, what? That can't be right. Or maybe, it, oh, it's because I'm looking at net rating. Yeah, the Celtics offense for the first half of the season was 20th. Yeah, and bad. they've climbed all the way up towards the top 10. So, I mean, big difference here. The Celtics are a good offense now and the best defense. And I mean, is it great? Is there any team in the championship? We'll just talk about it. We've talked about East matchups. Is there any team from the West that scares you more than the rest? That's hard because the sample size is less. Like, I don't know. I For some reason, I'm not afraid of Phoenix, but I don't see Phoenix a lot. You know what I mean? Like, Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix is a very good team. They have good pieces. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael you know Bridges, don't play? DeAndre Eaton. Who? Please don't give me Dallas. I just don't want to see Oh, we agree. Teams. Yeah, I, I have just... no interest in that. You're absolutely <laughs> it, right. It's probably unlikely. I, I think the Dallas could, the Mavs could get there with Dallas Luka, might end like... up in the play-in. Are you or, on drugs? Them or uh, Denver? <laughs> who, which Denver. one is six? Denver. Denver's six. All right. Yeah. yeah Dallas could Got get the four confused. seed. Dallas is tied with the Jazz for the four seed. They're right, climbing. I made Den- a mistake. I was like, hello? No, yeah. De- uh, Denver's a game. Really, the up on- uh, the praise was meant for Minnesota, who has been playing really well. Lost to yes. Phoenix yesterday. Two game losing streak for Minnesota, but they, they've been on fire lately for oh, sure. They're- let's hope they're cooled off coming to town someday. No, in, no so. interest in seeing them lose to Minnesota. Min, I, good team though. It's gonna be. I think it'll be a good game. Then again, I said that about the Jazz. I said the Jazz would be a good game too. So I don't really know. If it is a good game, they better win. I I would love to see a good game and have mm. them win. That would be like that's the only thing today talking about. We've been like, listen, like the sample size is not there to say they're dominant in clutch games because they're not. Like that's the one Achilles heel this team has. Even then, they still have a winning record in the five clutch games they've had to play over the last three months or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So and if you're in one, I believe, win. give us some reassurance. And one of those, at least one of those clutch games, both Rob and Smart were out. The Pistons won. So you can make it three yeah. and one if you want, but it's still the Pistons. But regardless, Cade Cunningham got away with a travel <laughs> game and then the Grant <laughs> hit the game winner. But yeah, you are playing. Unreal basketball. And if you I don't even know the clutch is what like the last five minutes, right? If yeah, you if, I don't know if there's a way to filter it, but I'm sure if you filtered games that were close going into the fourth quarter, their record would be much better, which is also part of winning. Like clutch to me is the whole fourth quarter. I know it's not statistically, like that's not what they define it as, but there have been games that have been a brawl for the first three quarters when they were in Charlotte, that game was a pain in the ass. The Celtics didn't even play well. And then Tatum came out and said, you know what? We're going to put an end to this. And they won by 20. Like that to me is still impressive. That is to me a close game still for most of it. I mean, they were battling the whole game. They stayed in the game. They didn't fall behind. And when the time was right, they went out and won the game. No. Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I think it speaks to, how far they've come because like you said they weren't even close on those games at the start of the season so 
yeah, man. I, I don't know what else there is to say. Like the Celtics are just they're just killing teams. It's it's they are it's a great thing. It, it's it, a it, shame. It, it's a shame Tatum couldn't put together a whole season because he would be, be the, he would be the MVP. He would be before the it's season. That's what I was saying. I was saying if you can bet on it, bet Tatum for MVP. And then mm-hmm. for three months I look like an ass, and then the last three months I've looked like genius. <laughs> if he if this he puts true. together a whole season and the team does well, he might be the MVP. And still. What would you say, Denver's six? Yeah. If they fall in the play-in, it's probably going to be Embiid because he's done it the whole season. And I still don't think Tatum should be the MVP. I, I can't justify it just because do it the whole year. And, Jack, this is a guy I was, yeah. I was arguing with you that he shouldn't be an all-star. Yeah, which is was still yeah. crazy at the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I get very and it's opened up. I, I it's do op- not have yeah. – any uh listen i die on my hills man if the team's not winning i don't think you should be recognized for your unreal performance it's like (laughs) people are like having a circle jerk for lebron just like we're having for the celtics today because he's scoring all these points but like they keep losing he didn't play yesterday when they lost to philly of course why would he if lebron james gets first team all nba i'll be pissed yeah i'm sorry your team's 10 11 games under 500 if the celtics were that i wouldn't be praising tatum i'd be saying he shouldn't be getting recognized. They are bad. You might be saying, Sam, sorry, you know, these. <laughs> the rest of his team's bad. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Fine. Um, Score 30 points a game, but you're not winning. I don't care. What I was going to say is I don't think Tatum will get first team all be either, but not because he doesn't deserve it, but because I think there are players that are more deserving and he'll get bumped to second team. Ooh. I think what will end up I'm happening. I need I'm going to again. One sec. Gonna... All right. There he goes. Sneeze. I'm dying, dying, people. I'm sorry. I think they'll bump Embiid to a forward spot and put him at the at the first team. Because let's be honest, both of them deserve not, to be first though. team. I know he's not, but Jokic and Embiid both That's deserve. Fair. That is fair, though. Okay, then who's they the both other deserve forward? it? Giannis. Giannis. Giannis? All right. Which well, I, they I should, they should be able to bump Tatum to a guard then. I agree. Tatum should be first team, I think, but I think he'll get second. If he's not on any team, then it's rigged. <laughs> then something is wrong. But um, oh, he'll be on a yeah. team. I mean, the guy, think, the guy is literally like setting the world on fire. He'll be on. I a think team. the better question is: Does Rob get onto a defensive team? If he doesn't, that's criminal. That's a joke. If he doesn't get on, a I agree. Team. But if he gets voted as a center, then there's arguments for you know Rudy over him, Bam over him, and Beat over him. Which they just I beat disagree Utah with. By him. Like a hundred. <laughs> I know, but Gobert is gonna get first team. That's how life works. Like that's just how. No, it works. they Rob should absolutely be first team. Marcus Smart should be first team. They both should have a shout for the award. Tatum should they be won't. second team. Tatum. I mean, you could put take your pick. Could be on either of the teams. On, on the starting lineup, Jalen yeah. Brown plays fine defense. Al Horford doesn't really get enough credit uh, league wide, but he does great. He's I mean, been a off- huge piece of why this team has improved this year defensively. I agree. Off the dome, I'll give you my teams. And again, this is like uh, off the dome. I'm going to look at my old uh, defensive player of the year ladders that I put out. But um, let's see NBA Depoy Ladder 22. Did I put one out? God, hold up, hold up. I'm selling. Okay, yeah. So if I had to guess, I'd go smart on first team with the guard is like it's up for grabs outside of Marcus Smart. Maybe like you put CP on there, but he's been hurt. Um Tybalt would be a good bet. Tybalt on first team would be great. Or Drew Holiday, even. Um, even though Drew Drew Holiday is having a bad year as well. But smart on first team, probably with Tybalt as the other guard, unless you want to count him as a as a forward, is Tybalt a forward? Mm, I'd say he's a guard. All right. So then I would go Marcus Mart, Matisse, Tybalt as the guards. I'd put uh, Giannis, I think, regard like I know they're not a great team and I don't think he should win the depoy, but he's on an all defensive first team. He's been great. I think I mean, Giannis. They, they have the same record as the Celtics. Like they, they're, they have a better winning percentage than the Celtics. Isn't that funny? Oh, okay. De- great defensive team. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I meant that. Yep. Um, and then I think it's a toss-up between Jaron Jackson Jr. and Macau Bridges for the other forward spot, and whoever doesn't get it will get second team. And then I think Gobert will probably end up as the first team center. 
And then for guards on the second team, I mean, hell, guards is – I mean, chalk it up. Maybe you, you throw – shit, I don't know, man. Uh, fucking Gary Trent Jr. could be on the second team because he's leading the league in steals. He's been filthy on that side of the ball. So you throw him there, and then you put um, – yeah, I, I don't know, Chris Paul – uh, or Kyle Lowry could make the second team all defense uh, or Drew Holiday. One of those three. We'll get the other to spot. Um, and then you put the other of Mikhail and Jared Jackson. I think you throw Jason Tatum as well or Draymond. I think Draymond has to be on a team. I, I know he's missed time, but I think he deserves to be on a team regardless. He's been that good. Okay. Um, he deserves to be on a team or Evan Mobley. One of those guys. That'd be something um, as a rookie if he made the first filthy team or, or even, one of the defensive teams. Even Herb Jones, he's been that good. And then I think Robert Williams deserves that second center spot. There's arguments. For Rob Williams should be on those. one of those teams at the very. He should probably be on the first, but he won't be. Like from yes. what you're saying, I kind of agree, not agree with the uh, the logic. Results, you agree I, with? The, I agree with yeah. the logic. Like they will because they're just scrubs. The people that vote on this, like <laughs> yeah. it's just it, the whole thing's a joke. The, the awards are a joke. It's not well-defined. Everybody has different measurements, including us. Like, you you value guys differently than I do, and I, I put a lot of it into winning, um, yep. which I think is important. I don't think you're one of the best players if your team's not winning. I'm sorry. And that's valid. I just don't think there's any set rules, so they just kind of wing it, which is – They are not. There are no set rules. But yeah, I mean, I don't. Oh, the last thing I did want to mention was uh, you see Deuce smack Marcus Morris yes. last night. <laughs> I like that. I thought that was great. Also, one thing before we go, the Deuce. coach of the year um, thing. Ah, uh, yes. Got, I I'm starting to really think it should be Emei Doka. I just I think, it. and and here's why. One, yeah. I'm biased. Two, <laughs> the team. You can truly see. The impact he has had on this team. Yeah. They were no good. They were not playing well, you know, losing games, choking games, you name it. They were doing it negatively. And he's got them playing like a well-oiled machine. I mean, they the the in-season turnaround that he has been at the helm of as the coach, he deserves credit for. Just like they now, I don't think it's correct that coaches get the blame when the team's bad, but when they are good. And they have gone through a change midseason and improved. I think they deserve some credit, credit for that. I that's, agree. I think that's kind of what coaching is. I agree. And I think I, I've said this many times. I think it will be Monty Williams, and you can't really argue it. Uh, they have I the best Mon record. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, think, I won't have a fit. Now, if it's somebody <laughs> like uh, Malone there in Denver or something like that, where they're, you know, no. near the play and. I'm not saying that's a name that's been thrown around. I don't know what I'm talking about. No. Can I Google it? Coach. <laughs> Jeez, I couldn't get the lead. Bless button. you. <laughs> Coach of the Year. <laughs> Coach of the Year NBA, NBA betting odds. I wonder what it's looking at. If I had to guess, I'd say. Is it on the Twin River app? Let's see. How well do we do only, here at Rhode Island? The only person I think will piss you off is if JB Bickerstaff wins because they've fallen off. My man, funny dude. That, oh, no, no, no. Cleveland. Yeah. No, no, no. He should not win. You're absolutely right. But no, but I guy, think Taylor I think Jenkins. he deserves to be. I think Bickerstaff deserves to be in consideration. I agree. just because of where the Cavs were last year with a very similar I agree. roster. He was also the coach last year, but that's yes. neither here nor okay, there. Okay, so right now Monty Williams is one. He's the favorite by a lot, minus a thousand. Yeah. Eric Spolster is next, plus seven hundred. Taylor Jenkins is third, plus eight hundred. JB Bickerstaff plus a thousand. Udoka is next up, plus fifteen hundred. Then there's. Billy Donovan, Steve Kerr, Doc Rivers, uh, Michael Malone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think Twin Chris River Finch, app is no good. It, no, I, no I, awards you can bet on. Only, only futures. Only uh, winners. Where, where is Celtics standing in terms of uh? Oh, let me check. Favorites. Hold on, let me put this in real. Quick. I also think Chris Finch deserves some more credit. I don't think he'll get close, but what Minnesota's done this year is really great too. So I think he should be further up on that Let's list. Have a look, sorry. No worries. I'm curious to see. I, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess right now. I would say that Celtics are probably fourth or fifth in terms of title odds right now. And I want to see where I'm at. If I had to guess, I think Suns would be number I one. I believe they talked about this on the radio today. Uh, it goes Phoenix plus 350, Golden State think, plus 600, okay. Brooklyn plus 550, Milwaukee wow. plus 650, Philadelphia plus 70, 750, Miami plus 1,000, 
Boston plus 1,400. Okay. So they said, hey, everybody at the top of the East is better than the Celtics, is what they said. And Brooklyn. They said Brooklyn. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to me. I mean, I understand it, but I don't know, man. That's kind of wild. I may have to put a wager on this, actually. Send it. All right. This is pissing me off every time. (laughs) Can you hear this? Can you hear the thing, like, making the noise on my computer because my iPad's plugged in? No, I can't. That's funny, though. Um, yeah, it makes like this dinging noise. It's like, hey, can we access your photos and videos? Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then like 10 seconds later, it's asking me again. It's like just double checking. Yeah. Like, can we? And I'm like, yeah, go for it. Classic. Classic. I just put $20 on the Celtics. There you go. <laughs> there you go. How much would that pay out? Uh, 280 There you go. There you go. Anyways. That's all I had for today. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get on out of here? No, you guys should all be very happy. We got 50 minutes out of a show where Jack sat down and said, I don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> this is true. Also, in other news, Chris Paul is probable tonight. So, uh, Who are they playing? They're playing Denver. I don't good care. game. Could be a good game. I'm just saying it's big for the playoffs the, in general. The Eastern is not involved. I don't care. I'm just saying for the playoffs in general, Chris Paul being back is huge. And if the Celtics make it that far, that will also be huge. But uh, Good for yeah, him. anything. Anyways, anything else? Like I said, you oh, say yes. Uh, Dwayne Wade was at the game yesterday and on the broadcast, they said they were cheering for him. So if you were there and you're clapping for Dwayne Wade, shame on you. You should have been booed. <laughs> I was very upset. I wanted to tweet about it, but I was like, no one's going to care that I'm yelling at a cloud. But you should not cheer for Dwayne Wade. No, no, you can't do that. I like Dwayne that. Wade. That is bad Celtics fan behavior. I love Dwayne Wade. I mean, you shouldn't. You Wade. shouldn't like yell at him and like say mean things to him either. But you should boo him. You should just say, just I like they did to Isaiah Thomas at the KG thing. They should have gave him the same treatment. Nah, I like Dwayne Wade. Fan, yeah, he he's a cool guy. His arm. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's all I got for today. Uh, that's all for us. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, sorry, it's been a while since our last podcast. You got busy. Celtics were playing a bunch of games. Tough week, but, uh, man. Like, there's just a bunch of games. We, we try and drop these when uh, there's a break so we don't drop it and then it's irrelevant. So, yeah, here we are. You got five days to listen to us. There you go. Like, yeah. twiddle your thumbs in between games. Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'll throw it over to Sam. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys very much for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, you're likely on Bannertown or Guy Boston. Subscribe if you are. If you're on Guy Boston, you can catch us an assortment of Jack, me, KJ, or Tim doing the pregames before uh, every game, a half hour. We've uh, gone on a little early lately just because we're all on the Kool-Aid so much or we're having silly conversations that you guys should be a part of. Uh, We always appreciate the people that show up there too. It's a lot of fun. If you're on a streaming service follow us there you can get the new podcast every time just in case jack forgets to tweet them which does happen uh he's always very good about it though he does all the editing so he deserves the credit <laughs> but yeah you can follow I'm jack i'm trying man come on jack is very busy <laughs> you can catch all his work at jackson one nba on twitter if you want to see me complain you can follow me at sam Tackle, 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 tackle